Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. And we're back with Amber Rose Presents Your Escape with Roxy and Ruby. Y tenemos a dos invitados super especiales, Al Coronel and Wendy Carrillo. Yes. Man, we are halfway <laughs> through March yes, already. Yes. Can you believe it? Que I remember just ringing in the new year and ahora we're about to hit April. We're, I know. We're in yeah. the middle of March, literally. You already making that. your plans for your New Year's celebration? New Year's? <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm making my plans for my 30th. <laughs> Your 30th you, birthday. For your yes. 30th. Wow. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. They call I'm them the, the dir- dirty 30s, no? Why? Why? Uh, that's that's what I hear that they call them, the dirty 30s. Oh, my God. Really? The sexy 30s. Really? Sexy 30s. I've heard <laughs> great things about the 30s, so I'm really excited. It, they're amazing, right? Uh, so, so Al Coronel, you are in the new movie, Logan. Yes, which premiered uh, on March the 3rd. And it's getting amazing reviews. Like, it is. the they're, best so far. Yeah, they're talking about it being possibly the first superhero movie that gets nominated for an Academy Award come next, uh, next year's uh, Oscars. I've heard. Wow, how yeah. does that feel to be part of the project like that? It, it's crazy. It's a second... Marvel project that I get to do. I did an episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is another Marvel TV series. Um, and so to be involved in two separate Marvel projects, I feel really, really blessed. Um, you know, it's it's the whole process of filming this movie. I mean, when I got the audition for it, it was a code name. It wasn't even called Logan. It was called Wichita. And it and they gave me literally very, very little information. Why do they do that at auditions? Marvel does it because they're so secretive with all their projects. They don't want anything leaking out to the public, especially when there's people out there that are looking for any possible way of leaking anything important. When then with something like this, being that it was only the second time that Marvel has released an R-rated film, Deadpool being the first one, which set the precedence for Logan going at rated R, and so then, this is rated R. This is rated R. Oh yeah, and it's it's the language, the the violence, it's pretty graphic. Sex scenes? No. No, no, no sex scenes, but you know there's See, there is that. some some suggested things that take place, but it, it more so it's the the violence and the and the strong language content. How many Latinos did you see in, in involved with this movie? Um, there were there were a few uh, two two of my co-stars that played my lieutenants were, were both Latinos. I mean, I played a federale commander. Uh, it my section of the film was supposed to take place in Mexico, where Logan has found his way down there. He's hiding out, and we find him, uh, but we're actually looking for the little girl, mm-hmm. uh, and and in the process we come across Logan, and the that battle scene. There's 
quite a few very very graphic battle scenes, and this this little girl she she kicks ass. Don't you think it's so weird that we represent a thirty I think thirty seven percent of people that go watch the m- movies, and we don't see ourselves portrayed on the big screen. I think oh, Latinos know it's more than that. It's more than that. Fifty percent. Yeah, I got into a conversation with Edward James Olmos, who is an actor who I I respect him greatly, and and I've followed his work, you know, ever since I was a child. And he said it's some somewhere in the neighborhood about like sixty to seventy percent of movie goers. Uh, Yeah. Oh are my God. Latinos. I've yeah. heard that it was 37 plus. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's more than that. More. Isn't yeah. it crazy though? I mean, like, insane. Really, we only represent four percent of people that are on screen. Of right. the actors that are actually on screen. I mean, we have great directors and everything, but you know, what's up with the actors? Yeah, well, so be, being Latino, I mean, I, I, I'm extremely proud to represent all all the Latinos in in this particular project. Being such a high profile project, I mean, it's it's already broken the hundred million dollar mark wow. since it released and uh, and all the buzz that it's getting I mean I, I'm, I'm very proud to be Latino and, and very proud to be an actor representing Latinos for sure that's amazing and speaking of Latinos being mis underrepresented and not I'm, I'm not even gonna say well yeah misrepresented underrepresented um, I love that we have this podcast Ruby because we yeah. can bring whoever we want and we know that is out there making moves and representing us in their own yeah, way and sure. and we can bring people like you that are actors to women that are like for example our next guest she who's joining us on the show also she escaped us out of those brutal civil war took refuge in the US when she was five years old and like many children that flee violence in Central America. She was undocumented until she was 13. And now this woman is running a Latina running for Congress. Yes. Wow. Hey. So talk about, you know, mm. being miss or underrepresented in, in politics. Like what makes somebody like Wendy Carrillo say, you know what? I'm a woman and I'm running for I'm running for office. Well, it's like I'm sick and tired. I'm not going to take it anymore. It's that simple. You know, Men have been making decisions about our bodies, our families, our health care, women's health care, education, jobs, the economy, climate. And women, we just need to step up. Latinas, we need to step up. We are the largest, fastest growing demographic in the country, not only just in population, but we are underrepresented in all terms, in government, in film, in the entertainment industry. And so when we are the fastest growing community, when we are the largest growing community and we don't take positions of influence and power in all levels and in my and in my position in government then we are excluded out of the conversation and we and if we are not at the table where decisions are being made then those decisions are being made for us and that's just not for latinos but that's for all people of color you know the reason why we have such misunderstandings between communities between the government between a president right now that campaign on the backs of mexicans and undocumented people and LGBTQ folks and black folks who literally campaigned on hate, including Muslims, and who has banned people coming into this country because of their religion and their country of origin, we need to stand up and be completely 100% unafraid and unapologetic about who we are and our place in this nation. So we just we just got to do it. And so that's why I'm running. This is an open seat. I'm running for Congress. Ooh, it's still like yeah. hard to yeah. Yeah. sometimes. Yeah, like yes. elections, elections, April 4th. My website has all the information. VoteWendyCarrillo.com on 
all the issues and themes that you need to know about and how you can get engaged. Because this is not just about Los Angeles. This is about the future of this country. Yeah. And it starts here. This is the first response, the first resistance against a president that cares very little, quite frankly, about the people in this room and your yeah. listeners in general. And we're reproduced like rabbits. So we need a <laughs> <laughs> right. That can, uh, so we need comprehensive health care. You know, we need women to ensure that we have rights to go to the clinic and go to the doctor, and that men know that they have opportunities as well. That they need to go see specialists and doctors, and that we are able to control the narrative of who we are in this country, our education, which is incredibly important to Latinos. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who's in office. Like what we care about is ensuring that our community has access to be able to go to college to be able to graduate from high school, to be able to have opportunities in our communities in the inner cities. Like, this is what matters now. Ooh, I could feel Wendy's passion. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Sure. You remember you and I met, Roxy, like years and years ago, and one of the first things that I ever invited you to was a political event with women. Yeah. That was Hope, that's Hispanas Organized for Political Equality, and that was how long ago? Like seven years ago? Yeah, it was a while back. Mm-hmm. And that's when you were also like learning your own political awareness and consciousness and like, how do I get involved and what's my role? What can I do? Like, we all have a purpose and this is yours. Like to elevate the voices of people. Yeah, it is. That's our, that's our, I mean, I, you know, I've always loved the microphone and I think it's so important like to hear you as an actor, Al, and Mm -hmm. to hear you, Wendy, as a political, you know, like how would you define you? Are you a political? See, that's the thing. Nobody define that. Like a political activist. I mean, I mean, what? There is a difference between being a politician and being a public servant. And I would say that I'm a public servant because I am not out here trying to do this because this is, I'm, this is my career. I'm out, I'm out here doing this because I genuinely care about our communities, our people, and ensuring that the government has a responsibility towards us and that we take ownership of what that looks like. We cannot be the fastest, largest growing demographic in the country and not have representation and not be at the table. And I mean that in all levels. So yeah, whether we're talking right. about that in the in the yeah. movies. Like right. I it's crazy because I feel like a lot of the roles that Latinos get in Hollywood are so um like and I love Sofia Vergara. I love Sofia Vergara, but you Oh my know, God, when she paraded in that podium, girl, please, no. Like you are not just a statue and a podium to be gawked at. Like you have talent and we have talent and we but are I think more. But Hollywood thinks of that when you think yeah, of a Latina. But then you allow it. But then you allow for that to happen. And so are you perpetuating stereotypes or are you having fun while you're it's doing it? You know who's doing a great job at it? Carla Sousa. Yes. She's great at I it. I love her. You know? She comes out on How to Get Away with Murder. Carla yeah. Sousa. Sosa. Sosa. Mm-hmm. And she also came out on, she's, she came out, she, we need to have her on the podcast. We need to have her. She came yeah, out on sure. the, it's a bilingual f- um, movie. It's called um, Everybody Loves Somebody. And it was released by Lionsgate, their Latin division, Panteleon. And it was, it's it's a bilingual movie. Yeah, and yeah, she's with that like, being said, though, there there have been, you know, I, I, right now I'm in the throes of pilot season, and I'm seeing a lot of projects being put out there where they are writing roles for Latinos. It's well, not okay. just like the jardinero or the, yeah. or, you know, it's not portraying stereotypes, not the, the gangbanger or the, the criminal. Good. We're talking about, you know, lawyers, doctors, detectives. My friend Nicholas right. Gonzalez just got cast as a lead playing a surgeon. On a, on a new show coming up. So, you know, he's a Latino, and he's going to be representing Latinos on, on a ma- major network. So you, you have roles that are coming out like that. It's, it's It is changing. Yeah. And, and, and Hollywood yeah. is taking notice that Latinos 
can't be ignored. We, we but we also need them. But we also need them to be writers and producers and directors. So it's not just we about the talent. Right, no, and there have but been, even there then, quite like a few. we don't have enough writers, which is why when you see Latino shows that are bilingual, they like one day at a time on Netflix. Like, yeah, like they, there's something about it that's off. That's not quite there. And that is because the writers aren't in the room. And so in order for you to become a writer, you need to be an intern. In order for you to be an intern, you need to be able to afford to work for free. Exactly. And a lot of our community can't do that. Right. Yeah. But you know so, what? When you want it that bad, you will do it. And you'll you're willing. Try. Yeah. I mean, I started as an intern and I never, ever, ever out of my mouth came like, um, how much am I getting paid? I started an intern at Power. And I was like, what do you need from Starbucks? That's why uh, we're so extra tough. Extra soy, extra foam. Like, you know, they're setting me up yeah. to fail here, but I'm going to get through it. That's why we're so tough with interns because we've been there. So tough. Yeah. They you probably know, hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you wanted we your coffee it all. stirred no, counterclockwise. It's and not you know even that. We just wanted them to be like, you know, on point. on point. Because you know what? I'm very proud to say like Ruby and I, we have fun in what we do and it's risque with Roxy and Ruby and, and, and the, but the thing is, is like we both have good work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're not out there fucking our way to the top and we're not out there. We're out there like we, yeah have a mouthpiece and we want our mouthpiece to be heard because we have a we have a point of view and we're not afraid to use it and we like mm-hmm. to be prepared and and I like to choose I like I want to say that we're examples to the community and you yeah, are so, you yeah. know what I mean and um we are good examples that you can be beautiful and you can have a talent at the same time but I think a lot of the new generation is so pop culturally driven that they look at these um, these people that are like unattainable, you know, like um, to them, they're unattainable to them where it's like, I want to mimic what they do. And, and they look at the glitz and the glam, but they don't look at the at they, it's like people looking at Hollywood, but not looking at what it got or six or seven. Have you seen the, the photo? There's like a, a glazier. Right, like a like an ice glacier. Yes, and it's like the very tip at the top looks beautiful, and that's what success looks like. But everything that's on the bottom of the water—that's the hard work, the long hours, the doors closing in your oh, face, yes. like all the no's and naysayers and people that tell you you'll never achieve that. You're wait your turn. It's not you know like you're not worth that much money. That's all underneath the water, and the only thing that shows is like what success looks like. And people think that you just get there automatically. It takes yeah. a lot of work. And I think we have a great representation of Hollywood and. Politics right now that Ooh, we're going to be talking about. Which seriously, is so hard. and you know what? It's important that even if we're actors, even if we're activists, and and you know, community servants and radio personalities and whatever hosts, um, that we that we be balanced people. You know, so we're coming back. We're going to find out about. We're going to talk about what men really want since we have you on our show. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And what men really want. And you're surrounded by three women in here, too. And what women really want in relationships and in just out of life, right? So we're gotcha. coming back. It's Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yo, hola, yo soy Juan Rivera, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. Y regresamos. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Aquí otro episodio. Remember, you can actually listen to us. There's three ways to listen to us. Through Play.it, the application, through Spotify, y también through iTunes. iTunes. Pueden escuchar. Just type in the search button, Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Well, you probably already did. That's how you found our podcast. But thank you to everybody <laughs> that has recommended our podcast to a friend, to a mom, to a sister, because... 
I choose to believe that we're risque, but we we keep it 100. Yeah. You know, we keep it 100 and we talk about it all politics, entertainment. And like, for example, I'm sure this has probably happened to both of you guys. Um, I was reading that that New England Patriots Julian Edelman broke up with his supermodel um, girlfriend Adriana Lima, right? Apparently, both stars are on completely different pages when it comes to family planning and timing and all that. How do you guys, you being an actor in Hollywood, right, right, coming out in one of the flyest movies of 2017, and you, Wendy, being fully involved in your your campaign, how do you guys both find time for personal personal stuff, like I a relationship? Know. Like, well, you, you know, have your girlfriend walking here. Your dogs. I do, I do. I have my girlfriend here, oh, Christiana hi, Lucas. girlfriend. And yeah, she's beautiful. And how did, she's, hold on, how did you meet her? Are you guys uh, like in the honeymoon stage? You're in the honeymoon um, stage, yes. I can she, <laughs> she actually found me uh, via Facebook. We had what? friends in common. Yeah. Yep, yes. Yep. DM. Hold yeah. on, hold on. We need to get your girlfriend on the mic. Okay, did, come on over did, here. Did she, did she send you a DM or how did that happen? Because no, I find She it. sent me a friend's request. Okay. A friend's request. That's how it happened. She sent you a friend request. Yeah, she sent me a friend's request. I but saw what her. made her friend request stand out from anybody else? Exactly. Well, she's beautiful. I mean, can you see her? Like, geez, it's, it's just, it's, oh, it's, un, it's you cannot take notice of not not take notice of that you know okay her picture looked like herself because it some did. pictures do not look like the real person no no i was like who is this person and i started looking and i said i saw all these mutual friends she's also an actress mm. and i saw a lot of mutual friends in the industry and i said hey um thanks for the friend request do we know one another and that's a smooth line <laughs> and, and i was like oh well he dances also and that's that's one of my passions so i i thought maybe we met either through acting or, or through salsa and we made plans to meet and then just hit it off. Oh my Aww. God. And how long has it been? It's a two months. Yeah, ah, two months. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yes, yes. Um, honeymoon. But, but you know, with that being said, there, there are a lot of things that have been happening where it's, it's it, like it, sex. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but that, yes, but but be, beyond that, there are a lot of coincidences that are going on where we're just like, like what, like what? You're like, oh my god, it's meant to be. Uh, it just there's so many things that we have in common. There's so many like like universal coincidence, what I call like pe- things that we'll talk about, and then all of a sudden it will happen, and just the way, I mean, the way it all went down. I left. We we met. I left for. Miami three days after we met, and then he flew to see me in Miami because he missed me so much. It Aww. didn't just happen; he chose oh to fly. Yeah, he, said, he fly called there. me three days after, and he says, "I'm, I'm coming." To I get bought you. my ticket to Miami. <laughs> so I you're said, a little I'll stalker. You. I'll see you. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we kind of. I think we both Facebook stalked one another a bit. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, so, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I'm like yeah. in this novella. Oh, I'm yeah, like, no, we, like, she's getting teary eyed. I can see I'm here. I met all her family. I met her mom, her dad, her brother. Two and months in? No. Damn, Al. No, a weekend. A weekend. <gasps> a weekend. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. Yes, oh that's, 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 that's our thing. That's, that's what we say. I'm not kidding you. That's, tough. that's, that's an example of, of coincidences and things that have been happening. Yes. That's been our mantra. Yeah. When you know, you know. When you know and you know. it's oh like... Wow. So the fact that, that Wendy says that, I'm just like, okay, there you go. There's another See? example of that. Hold on. I have See? a question See, real This quick. is why it'd be great in Congress. See? Yes, exactly. Wendy Carrillo. When you know, you, you know. know. That's right. When you know, you know. That's your I slogan. 
that's your new slogan. Your when, slogan. You know, there you you know. Go. when you know, you know. I mean, when you just know, you know. Oh my gosh, I, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm so into this novella. No, she's. It's just. It's. It's. I, I'm. I'm extremely thankful. And yes, it might sound corny, but no, I'm, it doesn't. I'm, you know, she's. She's definitely taken. I wasn't looking. I. I, mm. I wasn't expecting it. So I hold was, on, Al. Have you? Do you have kids? I have two daughters. You have two daughters. Yeah. Have you been Same married before, baby Mama? I was married. Uh, we we lost her unfortunately to an unfortunate uh, accident. Uh, her oh, mom, but sorry. but uh, wait, whose mom? My daughter, my oldest daughter's mom. Oh, and uh, Jamie, my daughter Jamie got married back in December. She's expecting her first child in June, so I will be a grandfather. In you June. do not look like a grandfather. You do. Yeah. And I'm then still processing that whole <laughs> grandfather. You're what grandfather. you're gonna be a grandma too? <laughs> I, I mean, abuelita. <laughs> That's the hottest grandma auntie. I've ever seen. <laughs> you are assuming the position, girl. So you're gonna be a grandma. Hey, you know, it's all good. Oh yeah. my God, that's beautiful, man. I I'm, I believe in love so much. Ruby and I are. De- I'm a hopeless. I'm more yes. of a hopeless romantic than Ruby. Yeah, I'm a little bit more skeptical. I, yeah, I am I'm a hopeless not. romantic. I like, will wow. say this. I, I I had you know failed relationships, and then one day I just walked outside and I was really down, and I looked up to the sky and said, "God, if she's out there, bring her to me." Mm. Oh, oh my God! Are you gonna get emotional yeah, talking I get about a this? Emotional oh my God! I'm gonna cry. Oh it's okay to be vulnerable. I did. I did. Have you, I, um, I, have you always been vulnerable, or it's just this you know? Time? I'm. I'm I, I like to think of myself as a, as a sentimental guy. Definitely, because you're um, an actor. Well, you know, you have to be in touch with your emotions. Yeah, if you're gonna be an actor, but I, I think on a on a real tip, just just being open to the possibilities and and being open to. You know, real, real moments and emotions in life. So, when she came into my oh life, my I was definitely God. that definitely gives me. Hope. I have massive hope after this. <laughs> Antonio, like, let's get I, married. No, honestly, <laughs> I love, I, I love, and I could appreciate a man. And, and what's your, what's your girlfriend's name again? Christiana. 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 And I know you can too, but I appreciate a man that allows himself to be the. Allows himself to be vulnerable. Oh yeah. Because I think me and I, and you know to all the women in the room right now. When you're a strong woman, Wendy, Ruby, um, Cristiana, it's hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like when it comes to speaking your truth in your campaign, when it comes to speaking about your own personal life, you could talk and be an expert on all this other shit. But when it comes to talking about you, it could be tough because it's like your soul. It's your heart. It's like your most intimate places of your of you. You know what I mean? So when a man could be in touch with that. I admire that. And, And, you know, it's people like you. Al, that I know you're an actor, but you got to be able to teach other men that too, because yeah, some, yeah, my, some, my, men some don't of, some know. of my my fellow brethren uh, sometimes falls fall short from the mark. But you know, it's it's for me, it's it's taken you know a, a lifetime. You know, I've made my mistakes, I I have my regrets, but it's all been a lesson learned, and I'm at a point in my life right now where I know exactly what I want, not just the career, but. You know, someone to share that with, that success, the the failures. And in this industry, there really are a lot more failures than there are successes. Yeah. And having that structure, that support system is so important. Whether it's coming from your family. And when I first decided to become an actor, I left a, a, a career where I was already successful. My family freaked out. Which was? Uh, I was an electrical engineer. And I was in communication. So I went to college, got my degree in electrical engineering. And in my 30s, I decided I want to be an actor. And my family went, Estás loco? What are you you doing? You have your degree, you have a career. What are you doing? And, you know, there's no guarantees in this industry. And to find somebody who has that passion, who you have so many similarities with, 
and understands what it is to have those failures and those letdowns, but then also have those successes and be able to celebrate it together, there's there's no better feeling. Okay, so you were 30 when you started your journey. Yes, as an oh actor. Oh my God, as yeah. an actor. That's yeah. amazing. That gives a lot of people hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yes. You know, one of the actors that I admire greatly is Denzel Washington. Oh, and he gave a speech to I a group of, of acting students and said, the fact that you have that passion is already proof to you that that you're doing what you need to be doing is is proof given by God. And, you know, as as long as you have consistency and passion and you look beyond those failures, you will have success. You're already getting emotional. No, because, because, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. I I love the art. And, you know, I started out as a a dancer. Yeah, I gave up a lot of things, made a lot of sacrifices. You know, one of the big sacrifices was not knowing if I was going to be able to provide for my family, mm-hmm. already being Damn, a father. That, that's tough for a, for a man. Yes. That's, yeah, Every I mean, man yeah. wants to be a provider. Right. And and I was blessed with the opportunities that, that I was given, and, and it just everything just pushed me in that direction. Born and raised in L.A., being around the entertainment industry my whole life, I knew at a young age that I wanted to be an actor. But, you know, life, responsibility takes over, and you, you go to, to college, which everybody expects you to do so, especially as a Latino, trying to survive yeah. in this world. You know, my family was very strong in education. They really mm-hmm. were. And, and, a lot and, of people are. Yeah, and, and it's, it's greatly important. It tre- teaches you values of hard work, you know, what it is to really put the time in and, and reap those rewards and celebrate those successes. Um, for me, you know, when I made that decision, it... it I weighed a lot of things. And and one of the biggest things was looking at my daughter and thinking, I need to do this and be successful at it because I have someone counting on me. But at the same time, I never wanted to look back on my life and think, what if? What if I never, you know, did pursue the acting and then go back and have that regret? And and I'm not one about regrets in mm-hmm. that sense that's, so that's i made that decision and i and i went full full bore into it and and, and it I've been paid blessed. off yeah and it has paid off definitely dang yeah. oh my god and i love it because we hear the the entertainment side of it and, and then we get Compassion. to hear wendy who is in like the political side of stuff like how do you find time wendy because i know you're full-blown into your campaign right now yeah well the, the thing that you just said about regret is incredibly like crucial and important because when i made this decision to run it was in early december and when you choose to take on such a like enormous task what came to mind was do i want to look six months later and think like would i regret not doing it but the I think the challenging part about when you're an alpha male or an alpha female is that oftentimes it is a very lonely road. Yeah. And I've had incredible, beautiful, long days talking to amazing people all over the city of Los Angeles. And then I go home to an empty house, Mm. you know, and, and you start thinking about like, what am I doing with my life? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, why do I feel so alone? I feel alone even though I'm surrounded by people. And I think we can all like have a moment where we've had that feeling right oh my god for me yes yes. right it's it's it's, uh wendy you're hitting the spot girl (laughs) yes and there's you know what and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that no you know and you get to you get to enjoy being there and acknowledging where you're at how you're feeling and moving forward and i think keeping it going this is so important for people that are pursuing a professional career and that's a hard career like entertainment politics whatever and we 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 come across to the, that, you know, a veces decimos, we work so hard and we're, we're successful or whatever sometimes, but are we giving up 
our personal life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that really happening? Like, do we really have to choose between having a family and having a professional career? Can well, we- it's, it's kind of like one of those things, like, um, if you're in a room and you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So if you are continuing to come across like barriers in your relationship, in your professional career, you're in the wrong spaces. And so you need to surround yourself with different thinkers and innovators that push you. So I, you know, to answer the question, I'm single, bilingual, ready to mingle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and running for Congress. Yeah, yeah. You, Damn. you know, it's just, you know, maybe I'll find what my grandmother calls un valorudo. You know, somebody that has un hombre con coraje y con valor. That's, con not, <laughs> that's not afraid of a, of a strong woman. But see, even though as a strong, independent woman, like, I still love chivalry. Like, I still love a man that, that can open doors and oh, yes. be compassionate yes. and sensitive and all those things and support me, be my number one cheerleader, because that's yeah. what I want to be to him. Yes. And do you usually attract men like that? Like, what is your attraction pattern? I'm, I'm just curious to know. I think it varies on... The, the sun and like what month it is I, I don't know like I don't know it just it varies sometimes um, sometimes I I attract a man that wants to be overly protective hmm. right and sometimes I I attract a man or men that aren't quite sure how to like manage the room because when you're in a room and you got to talk to a bunch of people, you got to be okay and like being a social person yeah. and not being like a wallflower. Like, and what are, you, right. what are you attracted to more? Oh, I mean, what do you like? I, I like a man that is confident, but not arrogant. Mm. And I think there's Ooh. a big difference. Yeah, that's true. And I, that's another, that's another, yeah. the, is your, is your manager here writing this scene down? <laughs> Confident, not arrogant. Right. Wendy Carrillo, 2017. <laughs> I'm so good. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. Girl, the election. We're in 2017. Oh, 2017, yes. April, April 4th is the election. You better be yeah. writing these down, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm great at one-liners. That's just me. That's the way my mind works. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll knock on a door somewhere in the, oh, you in never, the district and fall in love. Yeah, you never oh, know. Damn. I mean, I wasn't looking and, and look what I was blessed with. So you know you, you oh. never know. So what, when's what the wedding? Has around the corner. I, <laughs> We've already been. Yeah, Can I just it, say something? Look, I'm not I'm not psychic at all. But I don't, I get this vibe that you're pregnant for some reason. I, I just had to put that out there. I just get this vibe you that pregnant? you're pregnant. But no. who knows? There's well, when was your period? The possibility of that. I don't yes, know, but I, 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 I have that there. major <laughs> feeling that you are. And on that note, we're coming back on Risky with Roxy and Ruby. You're knocked up. I guarantee it. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose, and when I'm not busy handling my business, I tune in to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. These are my kind of girls. Nombre, esta conversación of politics and entertainment. This is like the perfect combination. Welcome back. This is Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And 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 Wendy, you were gonna say you were gonna add to his conversation of what he was saying, right? Uh, you know, I was gonna add to the piece about Denzel and like finding your your passion at a later age. Like it, it doesn't matter how old you are. Denzel Washington was a garbage man, like garbage truck driver. 
before he found his passion in in entertainment and now he's one of the world's biggest stars so yeah. it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing at this very moment if you have a dream an ambition a vision for yourself like go out and get it like what's stopping yeah. you like right. go get it put oh, that man. power go out get your, put go it get out into blessing. the universe I, I, I'm yeah. a huge believer in putting out into the universe what you want back and and also surrounding myself one of the things that Wendy talked about is surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you and, and my father and my mother always used to tell me if you want to soar like the eagles, don't don't hang around with turkeys. Mm, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and on my mom used to say in Spanish, "Dime con quién andas." Y te diré quién eres. Listen, yes. I think every Latino kid growing up heard that shit. Right. It was like Raquelita, sana, 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 sana. <laughs> Ruby, Wendy, dime con quién andas. It was like, yeah. but you know what? You gotta love your Latino parents for that kind of shit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful my parents were like would tell me things like that because that gives you character. Well, we right. didn't take that it makes you seriously think twice. That makes you. I remember one time my mom was like, listen, Raquelita, I am not here to be your friend. I am here to be your mother. <laughs> and I was like, shaking. Yo no soy tu amiga, yo soy tu madre. Yo no soy tu amiga, yo soy tu madre. And I was just like, okay. But you know yeah. what? I yeah. think a lot of our youth nowadays lacks that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because nowadays they're like, oh yeah. You know, my mom didn't take me to get fucking manicures and pedicures. My mm-hmm. mom was like, fuck that. Work and pay for your shit. Right. And then one day you're going to understand what it is. And I had that kind of upbringing where call it hard love, call it what you want. But I'm thankful because it made me want to grind and grow and grind right. and grow and grind. And But and you also see your parents doing the same thing. And who are you to be like the lazy kid that's just going to hang around? Like yeah. you got to have drive and you got to have hustle. <laughs> right. yeah. Like if you totally. want to be successful and there's nobody in your family that's done it before and you're the first one doing it, hustle is the key. Right. And, and minorities I, have it hard. One of the things I see with our youth now is, is there's this sense of entitlement that I see kids nowadays, like cell phones. My mom, if cell phones would have been around when I was a kid, it was like, you're not the comprun telephone. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. And all these kids have all these cell phones. They're becoming, you know, detached from from society. You, you sit at a table at a restaurant. You look over to another table where a bunch of teenagers are sitting, and none of them are speaking to one another. Well, they're yeah. talking they're to each other through Snapchat, down at their phones. The Communicating via their phones, and that, and it's sad. It's it is sad to see that you know the, the the teens right now don't realize that what it's taken to get to this mm. to this place uh, in time. But you know, I, I think it's something that parents need to always focus on is making sure that that they have that family time that they're grounding their children and and and, and teaching them core do values. Do you do that? Oh yeah, with definitely. your children, they don't definitely. have cell phones. My my youngest, I keep getting into an argument with her because when How she's with she? me, she's she's fourteen. Okay, uh, so but she's, that's already she's that's in that age. she's in that stage where she's Snapchatting and doing everything yeah. on her phone, and I, I've gotten to the point where, yeah, when we're at the table having dinner, give me your phone. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh wow, yeah. You know, it's, and, and she gets angry, like and it, I'm like, you know, hey, that's later on in life they're gonna be like me, thanking you for it, right? Because you know what, I, I didn't understand why my parents did a lot of things. But now I, I I am who I am because of that. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like you're not meant to be your your daughter's best friend. You're not. You're meant well, to be your dad. I have my, my mom's my best friend. So there's like the exception to the rule. But but now but now you're older though. It wasn't yeah. like you were always at that. Like my my mom and I are like really close now. But we weren't always. But it like took that. time. No no, it took no no. Time. We were we yeah. were really close since I was little. But my dad, it's. Oh my God! It's como un matador. I mean, my dad is the. Como strong. que matador? Sí, es como like he will. Like a torero, like a. 
<laughs> yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. He is so tough. That's yeah. why my mom had to be that balance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because my, like, till the date, if I ever date somebody, I'm like, what would my dad and my family think? Like, oh no! Yeah, like is he qualified? Right. Mine was Should like, I no me traigas a nadie a la Should casa. I ever well, no, <laughs> you know, I met Cristiano's dad when I went to Miami, and, oh, yeah. and he works for. So the, you're from Miami? Oh yes. Yeah, she. Yeah. He works I for the Miami. Department of Homeland Security. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to see your passport, your ID. Exactly. I need to do a background check. I was exactly. like, okay. Yeah. He's like, do you like to fire pistols? <laughs> what did you say? I was like, yeah, yeah, I know how to handle a gun. And he's like, okay, we're going to go to the pistol range. And I'm like, okay. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, if, when that conversation comes about, you know, when it comes time to ask him for, for Christiana's hand, which is it's when? probably going to be when we're at the pistol range <laughs> with a loaded gun in each hand. Yeah, so something like Christiana, that. Christiana, ¿eres Latina? I, I, am, I am partial. Partial, mom, yeah. What do you mean partial? Well, my dad is from Spain and, and he was raised in Puerto Rico, and my mom is half Cherokee, half Irish. So so, oh, that's nice. a nice combination. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you, do you speak Spanish? Not as fluent as I probably should. Like a I, little bit. We didn't speak it in the house growing up. So I, the only things I know is when I'm in trouble from grandma, <laughs> like abuelita, you know. Yeah. But do you identify yourself as Latina? Absolutely. 100%. Like and I, you know what? That's a lot of the new Latinos. That's a lot of the new millennials. A lot of the new millennials are super proud to be Latinos. But they don't speak Spanish, and you know what? It, this, this, actually, this actually happened in my family. Mi, mi sobrino que tiene 16 años no te habla el español because he wasn't taught. And yeah. but my nieces and nephews from my brother, his he married a Mexican woman here in LA, um, fully bilingual. Right. You know, so it is up to the parents. I remember in my house, con mi papi hablábamos español, con mi mami it was English. And mm-hmm. to this day, it's like that. And I'm so thankful that and I'm bilingual. Same here. You, and I'm going to tell you why. Because back in the day, it wasn't cool to be Latino. It wasn't cool to have speak Spanish. I remember those Right. Ones. Remember? Right. Well, there was also it, a right. law that you wouldn't, you weren't allowed to speak Spanish. Yeah. Like in school, you were hit. You were, yeah. you were taken out of class by speaking Spanish. This is like an older generation. This is why the Chicano movement even happened this yeah. is why like there were walkouts and why there was like laws and government that took effect in order for us to be able to have bilingual, Proposition 187, well, bilingual right? education you know like the idea that that we cannot teach the kids in the language that they speak at home right. was a law that needed to be passed so well, look what? i didn't learn english until i was six and i was born in los angeles to a mm-hmm. guatemalan mother and a colombian father mm-hmm. and the only thing we spoke at home was spanish mm-hmm. i mean i spent i did however spend time in Guatemala with my grandmother and, and in Colombia with my grandparents as well. So when I came back to the States, I was six. I, I didn't know a single word of English. And that being said, when I went to school, it was very difficult because I didn't know the language. Mm-hmm. And instead of, and at that time in the school that I was in, there was no ESL program. Right. Yeah. And guess where they sense. stuck me? They put me in a class for educationally handicapped children so i was in a class like that up until about fourth grade which is when i finally got had the grasp of the english language so for me school elementary school there aren't happy memories yeah Yeah. because kids at that age can be brutally brutal i mean the whole thing about bullying yeah it was back it was going on back then so you know but I, i am extremely thankful to my to have the latin roots yeah to to have a grasp of the of the latin or the spanish language 
eh, y, y nunca me olvido de mi familia. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah, so we more agringada versus Latina. Here's here's the thing about identity, right? So I'm Salvadoreña and I grew up in East LA. My father's Mexican, my mother's Salvadorian. I was born in El Salvador. My cousins and my tíos identify as Chicano. I'm never Salvi enough. I'm never Mexican enough. I'm never Chicana enough. I'm never enough of anything according to like what other people think, right? But I am 100% full of who I am. Like I yes. am confident. I know that. And you know, like whatever. You're Salvi, that's all it is. <laughs> there you go. It's that, you know? it's that guerrillera bloody you having you <laughs> but it's it's the idea that i love myself and i am not gonna allow somebody else's expectations of what they think i should be determine who i am right. i know who i am i know where my roots are i know what my family my parents taught me and i honor that every day well wendy's got my vote yeah <laughs> sure. well i came up with two one-liners for wendy i hope her campaign manager wrote them down wendy how can they vote i know you have to get going um how can they follow you vote for you campaign for you like yeah. wh where do people gotta go to find out more information about the wonderful wendy carrillo the wonderful Wendy Carrillo. Um, vote. See, that's another line. Vote yeah. WendyCarrillo.com. Wendy yeah, when you know, you know. Right? When you know, you know. Yeah. Wendy Carrillo, 2017. So that's that's the thing. VoteWendyCarrillo.com is the is the website. You can follow me on Twitter at vote. I'm sorry, at just my name, Wendy Carrillo. And if you live in the city of LA, if you live in the 34th district, which really quickly is like all the way from the top, Eagle Rock, Highland Park, Mount Washington, Glassell, Dodger Stadium, on the east side, El Sereno, Lincoln Heights, Boyle Heights, City Terrace, where I grew up, down Town. You grew up uh, in City Terrace? City Terrace and Boyle Heights is where oh I'm from. What? what? Uh, wow. and I, had a, I had a VIP tour of City Terrace Ooh, one day girl. from a gangsta. Oh, I bet. Okay. Let me finish. It's like, I'm down, serious. Downtown, Koreatown, Pico Union, and Westlake. That's wow. the entire district. And if you're from these communities, you can vote October 4th and you can vote for Wendy. My Carrillo. birthday. That's and my birthday. And if you're not, you can, still, you can still participate. You can join. You can make calls. You can volunteer. You can knock on doors. Like, we know Al and like Hollywood uh, or actors can um, contribute to society by speaking out. You know, it, it's su, su plataforma yeah, es lo que los hace. Yeah, that's the platform. But for you that can actually do something for mm -hmm. Hispanics mm -hmm. and being this a bilingual podcast, what, what are you going to do if you get elected? Well, I think it starts, it starts with one, ensuring that our community turns out. It is important that we exercise our right to vote. We just had an election here in Los Angeles where only 12% of the population actually showed out. We cannot continue to say like we don't like where government is going and then not show up not and show do up. something about it. Right. So first and foremost, I think one, sending an immigrant, sending a formerly undocumented person, which I was undocumented between the ages of 5 and 13, as we mentioned very early on who went through the naturalization process, who comes from a country that was ravaged with war and violence, who has these lived experience, who's a woman of color, who's from the inner city, who grew up in the neighborhood that I'm now trying to represent. That's what it means to have political representation. That's what it means when we talk about we need people that have lived those experience at the table making decisions. Because if you, mm. if you let somebody else make a decision for you, 
then I can guarantee you that that decision is not going to be like the best for you. And so that's that's what representation is all about. In the history of this country, there's been about 11,000 members that have served in Congress. Only about 12 have ever been Latinas. Wow. So wow. think about the numbers. Wow. Last year, there was 105 women in Congress. Now there's 104. And we are the, not only Latinos, but women outnumber outnumber uh, men in this country. So why is... It's like three to one, Why, why those one numbers? One? So why, yeah. is, why is contraception not free for women, but Viagra is? I know. For men. Preach why? it. Preach why? it. Why? Because it's men. Because facts, it's women. men, men making decisions and men making the law. So when we want this country to change and affect us and our families, then that's why we need to get elected. Not only do we need to run and be brave and bold and unapologetic, but we need to win. And so women need to support each other. We need to be there. We need to show up with our money because running campaigns is not free. It is expensive. Yeah. So I encourage all of you listeners, like no matter how much you got, like if you could donate five bucks to a hundred bucks, help me because yeah. this is what it takes. It takes money and we don't come from money. Yeah, so it's don't. hard to compete, right. but that's the reality of politics. Oh my God, Wendy, I love your passion. I, I, I see you creating major change. If When, I'm not even gonna say if, I'm going to say when you win this race, because to me, it's it's obvious what we got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but we got to show up. Yeah. We got to show up because you're right. 12% of people showed up to this last, you know, voting process that happened in mm-hmm. L.A. A lot of people. I don't know how people don't find out about this stuff. It's well, almost wh- it's almost on purpose. Why, isn't it? why though? Why? Wh- what's lacking where people don't know that you can vote in L.A. on education, on these what, what's going on? I think Why, I, when was the, if you remember back I feel in like high we're set school, up to fail sometimes. Even when we're we're in high school or college, we are not taught the civic process. Like it's very hard to actually. When I tell people I'm running for Congress, they're like, "Oh, that's great," and then they're like, "What is that?" So it's like the idea of like what it actually means, how it plays out on a local level, school boards, local city council, the state assembly, the state, um, the assembly member, the state senator, the county board of supervisors, the water board, like all these things are municipalities and governments that actually make our cities and our state and our country move forward. Flow, Flow exactly. But then it's like we don't we're not quite sure like how people get there. And so how that's, can people get more educated on that. I think it's how, where does yeah. that begin? I think it begins with like a passion of understanding and wanting to make your community better. Yeah, go to city council meetings in your city. Get right. to know where you live. Mm-hmm. Find out where the city hall is. Find out where the court, you know, like just education at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You know, be curious. Don't ever stop being curious. And we love you, wendycarrillo.com, right? Yeah. Um, vote for her. When are the elections again? April 4th. April 4th. Yes. And you can start voting now if you got your vote by mail ballot. You know, if you don't, you have an extra $1,000 hanging around, you don't know what to hey. do with it, <laughs> drop it on Wendy. <laughs> we love you. Um, we support you at Wendy Carrillo on social media. We'll be right back. And we're going to be talking to our boy, Al Coronel, who's sticking around, right? You're not leaving? No, not at all. About better. <laughs> what men actually like and are looking for in women from Al Coronel's perspective. It's Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. 
And we're back on Amber Rose Presents Risqué with Roxy and Ruby. And we are going to put Al Coronel on the hot seat, right? In Madre? the hot seat, como le encanta. Oh. So check this out. Al, do you believe there's such thing as the perfect woman? Yes. Really? Of course. Is that from your, what? That's... Like, Like, were you looking for that, or you just kind of met the person? Which is I, I wasn't looking. That's the thing with with Christiana coming into my life. I wasn't looking. I was disillusioned with relationships. I did put it out in the universe. Like, if she's out there, God, bring her to me. And yeah, there but she you, was. did but, you have uh, an idea of that woman I, in mind? Yes, yes. Like, would you I, like? I, no, she's too fat. No, she's too something. No, you just accepted the person. Right, but I I think it. It depends on the the individuals. I, I'm, it's not so much about the the physical or or it's how that person makes me feel, and how we communicate. Uh, but yeah, I told Christiana, you know, she's definitely my dream girl. That's, Do you like to be told that you're amazing? Constantly. Wait, wait, wait. He is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. but some people, yeah, but some guys <laughs> like to be told, and some guys don't. Yeah, some, 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 like some men, men like their ego stroked. Men love words of affirmation. Yes, yes, or no? yes. I, it's nice to hear. It is nice to hear. Every man loves that. Right. I but, don't you do know. that. You need to learn, bitch. If you want a man eating out of your hand, <laughs> if you want a man eating out of your hand, tell him how amazing he is. Even but if you know what? Me? At the same time, you, you, you got you know, it's got to be reciprocal. You got to return it too you know if, if I'm with someone who I think is absolutely amazing I'm gonna let that person know and I and I and I hope I do that enough right you, you do a great job baby. see there you go so you like to be told it's nice to hear I, it's not something that I like yearn for it's not my if if I go uh, you know through my day or week or month without hearing it, it it's not gonna make me feel any less of a person or a man um, but yeah it's nice when somebody who you're in it with you know is is giving you that recognizes sure. your game right yeah right. game recognizes game i love that how about this have you ever compared um women that you've dated to maybe like your exes in your mind in your mind it's interesting maybe that you bring this it. oh god this happened last night and it, and and well you know with to my uh on my end there were a few rum and cokes involved um and <laughs> yeah and so i said uh something to the effect of why are you doing that that reminds me of my ex and that didn't Ooh. go over very well so yeah definitely no you definitely well. i i don't believe that you should and and But you, you know you learn from past experiences and past relationships yeah you learn uh what you like and what you don't like and so um yeah you just you every person is different as a woman how did you feel dealing and being told that because there's probably women listening to this podcast right now like oh my boyfriend just compared me to his ex what the fuck do i do it, uh, i get girls that are like should i break up with him roxy what do you uh, think and i'm like wait What do you do in a situation when you're compared to somebody's ex? Well, I mean, I we did have alcohol involved, so I didn't handle it well quite as as well as I wanted to at the in the moment. But this morning I was like, hey, maybe in the future we just don't talk about or compare each other to exes. And I was good with that. Good. I was good with that. You know. But I mean, and he was he was very gracious about it. Like he's like, Yeah, I know, I, I, I totally understand. Like you just have to be able to communicate. I, I it hurts. It could hurt, you know, depending on what they're talking about. But if you could talk to your man, if you can communicate with him and say, like, you know, this is what happened. This is what I feel. And he responds. That's the best way. Yeah. And we have to understand that that's what they've been through. That's all they know. You know, their past relationships. Yep. It's so part of who they are. Yeah. So th sometimes they cannot express, you know, how they feel. But comparing So we have to let them know for sure. Yeah, right. Fuckers. I love it. Well, Mr. Al Coronel. 
thank you so much for spending yes. some oh, time with so us. So much fun. Congratulations on the success of Logan. Thank you, thank what, you. Yes. What else? What other projects do you have coming out? Um, I have uh, I have an appearance that I'm doing on CBS's new series Training Day, starring the late Bill Paxton. As you Ooh, know, he he passed yes. away recently, and I and I had the opportunity and the the blessed opportunity to to get to work with him. Uh, you know, it was very sudden his passing, and, and very sad to, to have heard that news. But I'm honored to have gotten to work with him on Training Day. And uh, and that's already the the series is already playing on CBS, and I'm also going to be appearing on the USA Network series Colony with Josh Holloway. And you actually got into the acting game later on in your life. I did right? in, in my 30s. I think that's around 31 so, is where I started. So inspirational, man, because yes. a lot of people I think are trying to sometimes hit a road in the block. In the block, block in the road. Hit a Did block in the road. Yes, yes. No, I got like, you. I got you. Just. I'm so frustrated. I'm 30 years old. I'm not following my passion. I went to school for something that I hate. What do I do? So that's really inspirational. That at 30 years old, you really stepped into your calling. Right. Yeah. I had a career in communications. Got my degree in electrical engineering, and then at the age of 31, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. What I'm doing, but. It wasn't my passion. It isn't what I always aspired to do. And I, as a young child, I wanted to be an actor. So I'd made that decision and, and weighed all my options. And, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices that had to be made. But I pulled the trigger and said, I'm going to pursue acting. Balls to the wall. Yeah. Yes. And, and I've been fortunate and blessed enough to, to have a great team, agent, manager, publicist, and, and people around me who care and, and truly inspire me. And, and, um, and I surround myself with people that push me. Good. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. How can people find you on social media? Social media on Facebook, Al Coronel, on Instagram, Al Coronel, and on Twitter, at Al Coronel. Coronel, C-O-R-O-N-E-L. That, that's the gringo yes. waves. Al Coronel. Coronel. For the gringos listening, <laughs> and then for the for the, for the the raza, they're like, Coronel. 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 Are you related to Liz Coronel? Are you his uncle? Luis no, Coronel? no, but you know what? There's a there's there's Gabriel Coronel, who's another Latino singer in Miami, who I think we have some kind of family tie of some sort. But yeah, there's a couple of Coronelas in the in the industry. Hey, you guys are making that last name powerful, right? Right. I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with us and allowing us to dissect the mind of a man a little bit more. Oh, good. A- anytime you want to dissect this mind, please invite. Yes, <laughs> I'll come. come. I'll come out. running. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love meeting a fellow man that's a hopeless romantic like myself. That's amazing. Good. I, I and I, and I know there's plenty of other guys out there that are that are just as passionate. So I, I know a few of them, and, and I'm I'm proud to have. Por call favor, preséntalos. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, they're all married. Ay, so you know, oh, you they did. did find they did find their significant <laughs> others. Yes. But they might be on the way to divorce, Ruby. Let's hope. Exactly. So we keep their eye on. <laughs> this is Risque with Roxy and Ruby. We'll see you guys la semana que viene. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 